Cubs, start your engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on WSPG AM 1400 and FM 98.3 on a cloudy morning. Kind of getting fallish out there and uh, we're glad you could join us. We have a lot to talk about today. We've got a great guest. We've got uh, Alan Hill in the studio with us. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. He's been doing his homework since I got in here, and he was in the dark doing it for a while there till I turned the lights on for him. Well, we've had a lot of racing going on last weekend at our local dirt tracks. Is 20 minutes going to be enough, or do you need a whole I, hour? Look here. They, they, <laughs> there was a whole lot went on. I'm going to just tell you that. Okay. Who, who won the race, really didn't win the race after yesterday? They found something wrong with them tires. Uh-oh. Is that one of these protest deals with remember, the, the remember, skunk, skunk urine? No, not a skunk. It's goat. Goat, okay. <laughs> I'm going to bring you a can of that stuff. No. And I'm going to sit right here on this counter. Don't open it. <laughs> I don't think that'd be too pleasant. Uh, and we got Joe Delaney with us again this morning, who's rapidly becoming a regular. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing good this morning. Where's the beacon hat? Uh, I decided to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> he, he's gone to Bud Light from the beacon, but we're in the beacon driving studios. And... Uh, Actually, there's a good reason Joe's here, other than he's a he's fun to have around. But um, our special guest today is Bobby Bennett, the uh, drag racing journalist and native Spartan, who uh, is a good friend of Joe's. And Joe came in when uh, we were going to have Bobby on a couple of weeks ago, and the phones went haywire. So uh, Bobby was up in Indianapolis last week for the NHRA um uh, championship meet up there and we'll get him to tell us more about that so this was the first chance we could get to get him back and uh i don't remember why joe came in last week i guess we just invited him so now he's back again <laughs> to talk to his friend bobby so anyway you're always welcome to come in joe it's good being here uh greg moore is not with us this morning we actually gave greg the week off because uh he's uh i got the guest and he usually gets the guest and I, of course when he gets somebody i want him to talk to him but uh you know, Greg's had a had a problem with his hip. It got fractured a little bit, and it's, I think the less walking he does on it, the better. So I said, Greg, we already got the guest for next week. You take a week off. But, uh, uh, Greg, if you're listening, I'll, I'll be by to pick you up. We'll still go to Applebee's and do our regular thing. And uh, Nelson Crozier texted me earlier. He won't be calling in because, uh, well, you know, he has the, the throat um, chemotherapy and everything that he's been undergoing now for a long time. And he has his good days and his bad days. And I guess this is the one that he said he'd let his his voice rest. So between uh, um, Greg resting his hip and Nelson resting his throat, we've uh, got a, a lesser uh, number of people here from our regulars. And I got one more, but uh, Alan busting the gut to say something over here. And your feelings got hurt last weekend, didn't they? 
My feelings get hurt all the time, but well, if you're I talking mean, about the Southern 500, that'd be a yes. Yes, but I sure did like it because I had that four car. <laughs> We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that right now, just as soon as I say that uh, Ronnie Black, our uh, other member of our normal cast, who decided to take the coronavirus off, I think he's going to stick it out waiting on the vaccine, which is fine. But Ronnie, you're a member of the show, and he sort of does our uh, behind the scenes research. If I don't know. The difference between a Grand Prix engine and a uh, Indianapolis car engine, he'll he'll text it to me. So uh, he's um, he's still with the show. And Ronnie, you know you're always welcome to call in anytime you want to. Now, Alan, I mean, I was dumbfounded. I did pick uh, Chase Elliott to win the Southern 500, and with about 15 laps to go. It was going to be a great finish between uh, Ronnie and I because Ronnie always picks Truex, and he has again for today. But he uh, he was staying about a second behind, maybe even a little less, uh, Truex trying to catch Chase Elliott. And it was very reminiscent, as the uh, broadcaster said, of uh, Watkins Glen a couple of years ago. And I think that's when Chase won his first race. And actually, Truex had the superior car. But couldn't get around him. I mean, it was a fantastic last, I don't know, seems like 10 laps. They just went nose to tail around that road course. And they were on the verge of doing it Saturday night. Um, excuse me, Sunday night. And uh, Chase was running that high line, you know, right up against the wall, doing a beautiful job, I thought, maintaining about a second, give or take a little bit, on Truex. And uh, with Harvick lurking in the background, in third place, and I'll be dead gum at about 10 laps to go, I guess it was, somewhere around in there. He goes down into the third turn and drops low. And I'm like, what are you doing? And Truex immediately takes his spot on the high line and catches him, and they go wheel to wheel and door handle to door handle and all those cliches down the front straight away and get into the first turn and crash. Not bad. They both sort of bounce off each other. Uh, actually, I think Truex got the worst of it, but still, Kevin Harvick ducked under and went and took the lead and won the race. And I mean, you talk about stealing one, but I mean, Alan, you've been around race cars uh, closer than I ever have, but I know a little bit. Why in the world? I mean, they asked him after the race, what was he doing? He said, well, I wanted to go down there and see if uh, Truex had something that he was saving or I didn't know about, you know, some secret. And I'm like, you know, you're doing great where you are. Why would you change it? What, what, uh, what do you think about that? Truex was running him down. It was just a matter of time. But the only thing I couldn't get over is why Truex, just as soon as he got to him, tried to make that move. If he would have waited, if he had just worked him over about four or five more laps, he just went right on by him. I thought. Well, you but know, he, but he just he just kind of pushed the, pushed the subject. I think he. Uh, I don't have a well. First of all, I think he thought he could clear him because Elliot lost so much speed. He lost so much momentum down there, and when. When Truex, you know, punched it, I thought he was going to go sailing past him, but they kind of got evened out on the straightaway, and that's when they went into the first turn and messed up. Well, back in the older days, if you you had to make sure you cleared him before you got to the turn. Now, they kind of go in there a little bit side by side, but uh, you got to say, Chase was kind of crowding him down on the bottom, too. Well, I mean, that's, uh, but 
uh, Chase was trying to win the race, and I think he said, uh-oh, what have I done? I have I have messed up big time. Another lesson learned. Yeah, well, yeah, and another point lost for me, but that's all right. Um, we'll update the point standings later when Alan gets done with his homework. We'll uh, let him scoot over there because it looks like there's been some uh, people rubbing up against it, and it's kind of hard to tell who did what. Um, but there is some other NASCAR news we can touch on here before we bring on our first guest. And I guess the main thing is Bubba Wallace has decided to leave Petty. And, you know, the last I had heard, um, it sounded to me like Petty was off- offering him the moon, you know, to stay. Like giving him ownership rights and this, that, and the other. And uh, I guess uh, I guess wasn't enough for Bubba to stick around. One thing I noticed that I had have a question about, maybe one of you guys has an answer. He had been negotiating sponsorship contracts on his own, and I thought when you signed with a team, you weren't allowed to do that. And apparently he got four different new sponsors that had nothing to do with Petty Racing. Um, And I'm just surprised that his contract didn't stipulate that you weren't allowed to do that. Um, I don't know what his contract says. I don't don't have a clue. That's a good question. Um, But you're right. He, He has... Secured one of those sponsors being McDonald's, which yeah. I actually thought was aligned with Ganassi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he I, I don't know. Alan threw it out there when we were texting back and forth about it a couple of days ago that Alan sort of sort of threw him into the, the 48 car, which, uh, I mean, if you can't win in that car, you probably can't win. Yeah. And he has done a pretty good job in the petty car. He's had some top. Ten, some top tens and uh, even a top five a few weeks ago, and I think, uh, well, heck, the first car, he, the first race he ever had in the Petty car, he going into the third turn of the last lap at Daytona, he had a good chance to win it, but uh, Austin Dillon took him out. But you know, he's doing a pretty good job. He's a winner. He's won a couple of truck races, and they don't give them away. And he, uh, uh, it, you know, he's a good driver. Of course, he was very outspoken. Earlier in the year, I won't even say controversial. He just said, you know, this is the way it ought to be. And I agreed with him. And, you know, with the Confederate flag and then the noose deal and all that stuff. And the very dramatic scene before Talladega of uh, all the cars lined up, all the crews and everything as they pushed Petty's car down pit road at Talladega with Richard right there beside him. And, uh, you know, it was a very big scene. It made national news. And so. Well, that's what made this a little bit surprising to me is i thought that that was a pretty strong relationship but what do i know Um, well and it you know they don't say anything bad about each other here's what i think and this is my opinion and alan you can chime in on this if you want to i don't think i mean you've got the top-notch cars like uh penske's and tony stewart and and haas and uh of course, Rick Hendrick and, and Childress, you know, those to me, and Ganassi, you know, those are the top cars. And I think Petty's like half a rung below that. He's, I think Wallace is 26 years old. He wants to get in one of those top flight cars and they shuffle them around like, you know, all the time. So, uh, you know, he, I think he wants a chance to get in one of them. And it looks like there's a couple of them open. Kenseth, said that Kenseth isn't coming back to, uh, the, the car that was vacated when they kicked Kyle Larson out. So that's the car he could get into. Uh, he don't have to change his number by one. <laughs> Go right. from 43 to 42. And uh, so 
to me, I think that's the reason. And then I've heard him throwing around that Eric Jones, who's getting booted out of the number 20 at uh, Gibbs, would fit right in at at Petty. Because he's kind of going to have to get whatever he can take, I think, uh, until he wins again. And, you know, and Petty does win, but they're they're pretty far between. It's been a while since they won a race. and But, you know, it could happen. It could easily happen. Uh, a couple other NASCAR notes here. Um, Mike Wallace, who's 61 years old, and the last I'd heard of Mike Wallace, well, actually, he's run a couple of Xfinity races this year in the, in the car number zero, I think, from the one from Blacksburg, another South Carolina car. Um Nothing against being 61. I'm 68, but, you know, like I said, Bubba Wallace is 26, and he, feel like, he feels like he's wasting time, I think. So, uh, so anyway, Mike Wallace was just, last time I'd really heard of him, he got the, you know what, beat out of him at a rock concert in Charlotte. Uh, this has been a couple of years ago. I mean, he got beat up bad by a bunch of rednecks that uh, I think he said something in jest to them, and uh, they didn't take it the way he meant it, and they beat the you-know-what out of him. So uh, I don't know what he said. He texted something. I guess it was Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, they were talking about it on the last show, and I believe somebody called in about it. But he violated, in his text message, uh, sections 12.1, 12.8, and 12.8.1.E. Of the NASCAR rule book, and I'm chuckling because that's just just kind of humorous. But that is, it's not humorous that he did it. It's just, you know, who knows what all those numbers mean. But here is, it boils down to any public statement and or communication that criticizes, ridicules, or otherwise disparages another person based on that person's race, color, creed, national origin, gender, sexual orientation, marital status, religion, age, or handicapping condition can be considered a violation of that section of the rule book. Well, I read about three sections there, but, and it's not a, that is a serious matter, and I'm not, I was just laughing at me reading off all those numbers that mean nothing to anybody, but that's what it stands for. So, whatever he said is another example of somebody shooting their mouth off that hadn't gotten the brains to not push send and uh or doesn't know the mic is open or you know something that we tom brenneman with the cincinnati reds a couple of weeks ago said something really stupid that went out to millions of people so he's no longer the announcer of cincinnati reds after about 25 years so uh anyway bubba wallace is out and i mean not bubba mike wallace is out until he gets uh oh he has to jump through all these hoops and i tell you what it at in his condition and age, and once again, I'm seven years older than he is, but I just don't know if he's got the spring left in him to jump through the hoops, and I don't know why he would because he's, a, at best, a back marker and a field filler. One time he was okay, but that's, those days are long gone. Get this one, um, Alan. I don't know if you heard this or not, but the hot rumor right now is that the California Speedway, what they call that Auto Club Speedway, is going to be made into a half mile. That's a hot flash, and it's, it's, it looks like it's a done deal. I mean, that's a two-mile oval that I don't think they've ever had a full house. Maybe they did, you know, a long time ago, and they've had some pretty famous races and some good races there. And, you know, they tried moving Darlington on Labor Day to that track, and that was a huge failure. Um, and they've tried other dates and everything, and I, I, don't, I, 
don't, did they go? I don't even know if they went there this year. I don't think they did. Well, you know out there, they don't have, really have a short track. Well, they got one now. They're they going to. They're going to have one. <laughs> and you know what Bristol used to be like. I mean, yeah. it was slam-packed. Yeah. I mean, it was action-packed. Well, that's what the plan is right now. And I read it, and I read it three times to make sure my eyes weren't deceiving me. So uh, I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't think it's a done deal, but it's a fairly done deal. That track's and, not near all those fires, is it? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know, because the fires are burning from uh, Washington to just about San Diego. There's hundreds of them. So yeah. I don't I don't really know. Uh, oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I texted Mark Hauser yesterday oh. to see how he was doing, because he's up there in uh, Oregon. And I said, Mark, I hope you're doing well, and I hope you're nowhere near these fires. And he said, thank you. I hope everybody's doing well in Spartanburg, and they're about 200 miles away from him. So, uh, but Hauser's doing well, and um, in the couple of years he's been gone from the show, we have him on the last show of the year, and I think we'll probably do that again this year. I want to touch on one more note here. We got about thirty seconds before the break. The other, uh, and tell me why this would be. Any, either one of you guys, Alan, Joe, Jimmy Johnson's retiring, okay, and everybody kind of wants to see him win one more race. Why in the world? What is he? Forty-two years old or something? Why would he go to Indy? Which is like, you know, he's hook, cooking up a deal with Ganassi, and and it looks like that's going to happen. And and all these people are coming out saying, oh, he's going to be a Foyt, and all these guys are saying he's going to be a great Indy car driver. Why would you? I mean, that's well, you know, he got in that Formula One car, Lewis Hamilton, and Lewis Hamilton got over in his car, and I think he really did like that Formula One car. How long did Lewis Hamilton stick around in that stock car? <laughs> Not long. <laughs> Not long. Lewis Hamilton is the king of probably uh, the ultimate racing circuit there is on the planet. and uh, But I, I just can't see it. It's infinitely, uh, maybe that's not fair to say, but it's a lot more dangerous than a stock car. It may be a little better since they uh, put the, sort of enclosed the cockpit because when that boy hit the end of the pit wall at Indianapolis about three laps to go, I, I probably should have done him in. And then there was that earlier wreck, I believe it was at Texas or something, that I think the new cockpit's probably saving lives and definitely uh, saving injuries. But I don't know. Jimmy Johnson, he ought to be uh, pulling a Carl Edwards or a Tony Stewart, although Tony's getting ready to come back, it looks like. But, you know, Jimmy Johnson should be saying, I, that's enough. Uh, come on, Chandra, let's go uh, make some more babies and lay on the beach. But. I tell you what, looks like he's fixing to hop in an Indy car, and I, uh, more power to him. Like to see him do good, but boy, I tell you what, it looks like a, a step in the wrong direction for somebody that's already accomplished everything he has. But I tell you what, we're going to take our first break right now and come back, and we're going to get Bobby Bennett on here, and he's going to tell us all about what all went on in Indianapolis uh, last week and in the world of drag racing. And I tell you right now, I'd love to make Bobby a regular on this show, but we'll talk about that off the air sometime. Um, good friend of Joe Delaney. So we're all going to talk to him and stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. 
Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Now say this out loud as you're driving around in your car. Fox Sports 1400 has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd back to back. Dan Patrick at 9, Colin Cowherd at noon. You hit the nail on the head. This is Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness, and you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Vince those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironsburg Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironsburg Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironsburg Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And as luck would have it, we're having a little trouble getting Bobby Bennett, but we will we'll keep digging until we get him. So uh, just uh, 
Alan, you want to? I got I got something for you. Okay, go ahead. Just as soon as we get off the air, we can go to Harris because they are having the 12 hours of Harris today. Holy mackerel. They started at 10 a.m. this morning and going to race to 10 a.m. I mean, 10 p.m. tonight. One race? One race. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's going to pay $2,500 to win. But the only thing is, we already... We already are late, but I think we can still get up there and we can still start making laps, and Mike can catch up. You mean with the twenty-five T? No, with your car. This what? is an endurance race. Oh, well, you mean off street cars? Anything you want to get in, just about. Well, huh? <laughs> How did you said you were behind me coming that's, up that's, Highway Nine? How did I do? He is doing pretty good. He's <laughs> kind of in my way a little bit, but uh, <laughs> that's why they got four lanes or three lanes going up but through yeah, there. They calling this the twelve hours of Harris. That's crazy. They raced last night at Harris. They had the regular show that usually they have on Saturday night. They had it last night, and I've uh, been trying to get a little results from it. But from what I hear, it's all been protest. That means uh, they was the bulls were still probably still there. This morning, turned their cars down while these endurance cars, enduro cars, were coming in. Okay. So, uh, don't don't get me wrong. Tech man didn't go get to go home last night, and he probably won't get to go home tonight either. But I just wonder. I mean, are people literally entering their car off the street? And how they score, uh, how in the world uh, could you uh, score uh, something uh, like that? Well, they got transponders. They got a. They got a. We got a line, kind of like. Don't get me wrong. NASCAR's got a whole bunch of lines across racetracks, but we just got one line run across one communication line run across right there at the start finish line yeah and we got a transponder we put on our rear axle of our car and every time it goes by there it clicks our car for that lap well these boys is going to have transponders on there so you just got to click it click it and uh at the end of 10 hours i mean 12 hours at 10 o'clock tonight they're going to look and see who made the most laps out there on their personal family cars well yeah i mean that's I mean, what endure, did you bring endure. What, what do you mean, what did I bring? I didn't bring uh, No, 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 no. Uh, whatever somebody enters, whatever yep, they yep, bring. Yep, yep, you, uh, you, you, you. In other words, it doesn't have to be a race car. Yeah, it can be a race car. It can be an enduro car. You can well, what not, is you an cannot, enduro car? You can knock the window. Kind of like, uh, you remember <laughs> them, uh, what was it? They used demolition derby cars. Yes. As <laughs> long as you knocked all the headlights out of it, knocked all the glass out of it, okay. you can get out there and run. But listen to this. You can have three drivers. I was getting ready to ask that. <laughs> three drivers. Driver must at least make one full lap. <laughs> <laughs> well, on, a, on a what? A quarter mile track? <laughs> uh, Harris is a, uh, on the outside. It's a it's a good three eighths. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, but uh, you had to go through tech at nine a.m. this morning. Drivers' meeting was at nine fifteen. The race started at ten a.m. Uh, they going if uh, they might red flag it. If a car turns over, they said they'd red flag it or if there's a fire. Um, so if you stuck out there, somehow or another, you've got to get off the racetrack. What um, I, I, What was the, was there a limit on the number of cars that could no, start? No, no, they're going to start them full wide. Gosh, that is a demolition derby. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd be coming around uh, lapping people. Uh, well, I'll put it this way. If they start them full wide, you know you got to run for 12 hours. You you just try to, you know, it's kind of like starting out at, at Indy. I mean, you know, they say they start them three wide at Indy, but you know as well as I do. Whenever they come off that fourth turn, they already just about got separated. Well, but I mean, they do like, have two and a half miles, and I know they limit it to well, 33 up there. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that would be something to see. Oh, yeah, that'd be something to go see. Uh, I doubt, 
I talked to Mr. Wilson. He was headed up there last night for the regular show, but uh-huh. I, I don't think he's going back for a Sendero race. Okay. Are you racing this weekend? Uh, yes, sir. I kind of got up this morning at 3 a.m. and kind of shop done cooled off a little bit. Everything nice and quiet in my shop. Now I went ahead and I had the motor sitting in it yesterday. And uh, What was I, that you sent me a picture of? It looked like a transmission or something. Uh, that was uh, that was motor sitting there. Okay. I mean, it's just a motor. All right. Well, it must have been the transmission end of it facing the yeah. camera or something. Yeah. I saw some, looked like some levers yeah. or something. Well, see, I, I got, I, got I, try, I try to hook it all up, make it easy on me, see it all in there at one time. And you do yeah. that by yourself? Yeah, most of the time I do it by myself. Jada's not out there uh, pulling the chain or anything. No, uh, no, we don't have chain falls. We got hydraulics now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> chain falls, you used to see them hung on a tree limb. Well, something that's like right. Yeah, that. but uh, you had to push the car up underneath it and push the car back. But now we got we got these uh, hydraulics now. Okay, that's that. Well, I, I noticed the concrete floor. Oh yeah. No, they, I'm telling you, you got a great. I, I've never been there, but it looks like a really nice shop right. when you consider. Back when I was a little boy going to race shops and, and Bud Moore's had a dirt floor <laughs> well, uh, down there on the corner of uh, Pine and uh, St. John Street. Well, whenever I worked up there for David Pearson, he poured red concrete up there in that shop and it just stayed awful pretty. We'd throw that wax out there on it and sweep that stuff. And uh, whenever I decided I was going to build my shop, uh, I didn't have a race car then, but I told that concrete finisher, I said, I give him a string, and I said, you pull that string across there, and I don't want you to be able to slide a nickel up underneath that string. <laughs> he looked at me and said, why is that? I said, I don't have a race car, but they might be one in my future. And I said, I need a smooth concrete floor, and it needs to be level. Did he do it? He did it. Okay. Hey, Billy Copeland. And he poured, and they put red dye in the concrete right. whenever it come off that truck, and boy. It, it sure is nice. Yeah, well, that's great. And uh, you uh, you do have a nice shop and evidently uh, some really good equipment since you win every week. You want to do some results there? And I'm going to see if I can reach out for Bobby well, Bennett again. Maybe he thinks uh, we're doing it at 11 like, like we were scheduled to do last time. But it, it was... Yes, sir. Thank goodness we're flexible on this show. Flexible. We got a, we got a, we can do it at just about any time. So you go ahead and do your thing. I'm gonna turn my mic off and see if I can get him. All righty. We're gonna start off last week at Cherokee Speedway. They had the big Hall of Fame race over at Cherokee Speedway. The Carolina Clash Super Late Malls come over there. Seventy-five hundred dollars win. They had twenty-two cars to start the field. First place was Austin Kirkpatrick. This is a boy that hardly anybody's ever heard of. Come with a new uh, configuration as far as race cars, or it's not your regular Barry Wright or uh, Scott Bloomquist car or Rocket car. This boy said he actually built this car himself, and uh, he's been working with it. And they said he really showed out over there. So uh, congratulations to Austin Kirkpatrick. He's out of Florida. Second place in that was Brandon Overton. Third place was local driver Ross Bales. Fourth was John Henderson, Jr. Fifth place was another local driver, Chris Madden. In the MMSA, stock four. Boy, this boy, he, he got inducted to the Hall of Fame over there. Named Jamie Madison. Uh, got in a little wreck there on the start of the race. Had to go to the rear of the field. And uh, with the many lapses he had, he was able to work his way all the way back up to first place. So congratulations to Jamie Madison. Second place, Austin Brown. Austin Brown was the guy we had on here uh, not too long ago. Young guy. He's uh, coming up through the field. Third was Nick Broom. 
in the midi street stocks we had 19 cars in there this is where i was telling you about the fella kind of well uh the uh guys over this now is josh hellams we've had him on the we've had him on the show here he's uh putting on this midi street stock and after the race he uh pulled the first five cars on right rear tire they pulled tire samples off and uh, sent them off and the guy that actually won the race kind of didn't win the race so congratulations to the second place man which was tyler love he come up first got that two thousand dollars second moved up oh well third moved up to second which was caleb mclaughlin and fourth moved up to third which was blake Pryor. and extreme four first place went to mason mack second went to travis jameson third place went to travis langford and the thunder bombers first place went to johnny westmoreland second place went to michael owensby third place went to blake blintley okay congratulations to another driver used to race over there at cherokee speedway got put into the hall of fame and that was bill morgan uh Everybody likes this Hall of Fame over there at Cherokee Speedway. Got a lot of good old local drivers been put in over there. And uh, just can't wait to see what's going on over there next year's first the Hall of Fame. I'm still trying to get Bobby Bennett there. But, uh, Alan, uh, back up just a second. Tell me about because I was listening to you, but I, I couldn't talk at the time. The guy protested somebody else's tires. No, uh, this uh, the. Helms boy that we had interviewed here that said that one day he'd like to be a kind yeah. of promoter type yeah. deal. Well, right. he's he's putting on this midi street stock deal, and after the race, he took the first five cars, and uh, he said we're going to take a tire sample. Oh, he did it on his own. He nobody did. protested. Nobody anybody. protested. So he kind of did it on his own. So what they do is they go in there on the outside tread, they take a about a one inch cut out of that tire, they roll the car tire quarter of a turn go to the middle of that tire cut out another slither of tire then they roll it again and go to the end inside tread and cut out another sliver they put it in a sealed bag and all that's on that sealed bag is a number like you know it don't matter it's not the car number right. it's not the driver nothing like it the officials know what it means the, the official he wrote that number down and he matched it to that car they sent it them five tire samples off to Blue Ridge Lab Company and she tested all five, you know, samples. For what? For any kind of chemical stuff that you put in here to soften these tires okay. up. Okay. She knows what it's supposed to she be. She knows what the benchmark is okay. from who's your tire. Right. And if she starts seeing anything kind of funny going on with them chemicals and stuff like that, she will pull it out and she will mark it out and she'll send the results back with that number and she sent the results back with that number and just so happened it come up it could have been third place driver it could have been the first place could have been the second how but long did the test take to get it to took it? four days to get it back we got the results back yesterday from a sunday's race so uh okay. that's so, uh so who got disqualified uh the first place driver. That's okay, because that's why you were saying they went up. They, they moved all of them up. Did so he have I, to give his money back? Well, he never did receive his money to start uh, okay. with. Okay. <laughs> that's one thing this boy was smart about doing. Uh, when you when you when you do send the samples off and stuff like that, and everybody's wanting to get paid, and they said, "No, we're gonna we're gonna wait. We'll, I'll drive around after I get my after I get all these samples back, and I see results. I will drive around. I'll." 
uh, Hell's Bull said, I'll personally drive to your shop and pay you. Well, guess what? He didn't have to go pay the first place man. He had to take his money to the second place man. Well, that was on the phone there. Was that's a, it was a regular contributor to this show named Jada Tesnier. Yeah. And she said that they only took samples from the winner. Oh, okay. But that, that was, you know. Yeah, bad, bad. Most of that was true. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was accurate, except so the tires came up uh, uh, so, uh, illegal in some soft, way. Softer. What we softer. Tried, we, don't get me wrong. We, uh, we used to run Renegade Division a long time ago. In Renegade Division, you had to have a street tire. And everybody used to go find TurboTex Mastercraft tires. Something about them tires, we loved them. Well, I, if I was the winner and got disqualified, I would say, well, what, what if the guy that came in second just was doing the same thing? You well, know? that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, but uh, you... Uh, yeah, Jada, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's the <laughs> reason I thought they might have took the first five cars. I mean, that's... Uh, it makes know, more some, sense, some, but... Sometimes, sometimes, don't get me wrong, uh, sometimes uh, second protest is first place... And yeah, the first place man back protests the second place That's man. what I thought was, but, was uh, the deal. Guess what? guess what? Sometimes third place man gets the whole, you know, gets the win and everything. You know, I used to go back in the old days to Indianapolis every year, and we'd we'd stay at my friend's lake house, uh, Sam Forey, if you're listening, Sam, good morning. And we would, um, and in the morning after the race, we'd, we'd, it was at Lake Wawasee, and it was about 100 miles away, I guess. And we'd drive back to the lake and stay. And I always... I would always hop on, um, hop in my car or a motorbike or something and go to the store and buy the morning newspaper the day after the Indy 500, the Indianapolis Star. Well, when we left the track that night, um, Bobby Unster had won the Indianapolis 500. This was 19, must have been about 80, 79 maybe, 78, somewhere in there. Well, when I went up and bought the paper the next morning, Mario Andretti had won it. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's not the race I saw. And then they went to court, and it ended up uh, Bobby Unser won it in November. So protests can be crazy things. And uh, and I heard they had a lot of it going on at Harris last night. Wait, wait till this 24-hour deal's over with. Well, uh, <laughs> 12 hours. <laughs> I, got a, I got a big text from my daughter. It says, no race cars were in the enduro. So, uh, but, you know, it's enduro's, you know, kind of more like a street car that you've done, you know, Oh yeah, well, take the glass out of it. You, I think, not the I, glass out of it. A, Let's a go. demo derby uh, car. As long as you got a good seatbelt and stuff in it, and got a good helmet. Well, all right. Well, I tell you what. I still we're going to try to get Bobby Bennett. We got a we got an hour or so to do it. So we'll keep trying. This is one of the toughest interviews we've ever had on this show. Uh, if I don't mess it up, uh, then. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on this time. He's just not answering. But anyway, let's take another break. We'll come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because Hot Dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. 
business. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Fence those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Your complete car care center is Par 3 Automotive in Boiling Springs. Par 3 Automotive can take care of your vehicle in a hurry. Whether you need an oil change, new tires, alignments, or anything in between, they have you covered. When it's hot outside, let them check your air conditioning. They specialize in maintenance and repairs, big or small. If you need your oil change quickly, ask about their express oil change. Stop in at 1930 Boiling Springs Road or call for an appointment, 864-599-5900. As Par 3 Automotive, your complete car care center. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Janie Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Janie's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott sets the bar high. He provides superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janie's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Do you feel it? Feel it? Feel it? Do you feel it in the And welcome back to Start Your Engines on a cloudy Saturday morning. And we're still going to, got another hour or so to get Bobby Bennett. So we're going to keep trying. But anyway, Alan, you just go ahead and get your part out of the way, and uh, we'll let the 11 o'clock hour take care of itself. All righty. Uh, last week at Hare Speedway, Hare Speedway, they had their Thunder Bombers up there. First place went to Tyler Harris. Second place went to Michael Thompson. Third place went to Mason Mintz. In the Craig Sportsman Division, first place went to Blake Pryor. Second place went to Andy Madison. Third place went to Dalton Peavy. In the Pure Stock Division, first place went to Chris Jones. Second place went to Dwayne Worley. Third place went to Tommy Suttles. 
in the front wheel drive division. First place went to Lang Spangler. Second place went to Robert Spencer. Third place went to Chris Harville. In the 602 late models, congratulations to David Smith, guy we had on the show here yes. not too long ago. Yep. Uh, he went up there and won that 602 late model division. Second place went to John Reggio Jr. And third place went to Devin Morgan. In the Renegade Stock 8 division, first place went to Josh Burgess. Second place went to Brian Carswell. Third place went to Benji Whiteside. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place, Shane McDaniels. Second place, Benji Knight. Third place, Steve Green. In the Young Guns division, first place went to Kelly Laws. Second place went to Trenton Carroll. Third place went to J.J. Coggins. Okay, let's move back over here to Travers Wrist last week. Travers Wrist, they had to have double mains because they got their main events got rained out from the week before, but they got their heat races in. Okay. So they had to back up and get double mains. And Craig Sportsman. First place went to Timmy Smith. Second place went to Dustin Taylor. Third place went to Jake Jackson. Then in the second main event, first place went to Jake Jackson. So he went from third to first. Second place went to Chris Jackson. And third place went to Timmy Smith. So Timmy went from first back to third in the next main. Kind of flip-flopping there. Kind of flip-flopping. In the front-wheel drive division, first place went to Randy Hill. First, second place went to Chris Coggins. Third place went to Troy Oldby. In the second main event, first place went to Chris Coggins. Second place went to Ricky Hill. Third place went to Randy Hill. You think him would be brothers? Uh, Ricky Hill, Randy Hill. I'd probably be. Pro- I'd probably, I'd think so. <laughs> okay, in the Thunder Bomber. We talked division. about the Hills Brothers one week, didn't we? Yeah. We, about coffee and stuff. Yep. Uh, for, in the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Johnny Westmoreland. Second place went to Brandon Satterfield. Third place went to Will Williams. In the second main, first place went to Justin Barber. Second, first place, Justin Barber. Second place was Blaine Edwards. And third place went to Luke Powell. In the pure stock division, first place went to Michael Hendren. Second place went to Kevin Nations. Third place went to Danny Sexton. In the next main event, Danny Sexton went from third to first. Second was in that division was Jason McGrew. Third place was Kevin Nations. In the Renegade Stock 8, uh, in the first main event, Donnie Atkins was the winner. Second was Bar- Michael Barbary. Third was Chris Jackson. In the next main event, first place was Donnie Atkins. So he picked up double mains that night. So he took Look, home. He took home. No, I was going to say, it must have been worth a little bit of change. Yep. And second was Michael Barbary. Finished up to him right behind him. But then the next main event was your man, Wally Fowler. Go, Wally. Go, Wally. Hobnobbing with the president. All righty. Last night at Carolina Speedway. That's Car- in Gastonia. Gastonia. And the Pro 4 main division. First place went to Jerry Oliver Jr. Second place went to Kyle Truitt. Third place went to Mike Clark. And the Thunder Bomber division. First place went to Peebo Johnson. Second place went to Jonathan Henson. Third place went to Matthew Luck. In the Thunder Sportsman Division, first place went to Justin Fight. Second place went to Luke Edison. Third place went to Cameron Young. In the Hornets Division, first place went to Lane Spangler. Second place, Dan Beeson. And third place went to Zach Gammon. In the Pure Street Division, first place went to Andrew Barker. 
Second place went to Shorty Lacey. Third place went to Jason Wyatt. And the Super Sportsman Division, first place went to Luke Edison. Second place was Josh Wilkerson. Third was Cade Langley. So that's all of our results. But like I said, Harris Speedway had a big race last night. But from what I hear, there's an awful lot of protesting going on up there. Uh Uh-oh. From Uh, what I... Tires or motors or... Motors, stuff like that. Especially in this... uh, Rude driving? It's kind of like in this Thunder Bomber Division. uh, Some of these things these engine builders have been trying to pull. Don't get me wrong. They go in there these heads and they want to put, replace the seats in these heads. When they replace the seats, from what I can understand, they replace the hardened seats in these heads. Well, there's a lip up there. Well, they try to take that grinder and grind that lip off them up there so you get more air flows through there. But if he ever touches that head, this tech man up there is calling it wrong. And boy, there's a whole bunch of arguments up there about that. This is at Harris. This is at Harris. But uh, also, well, as far as tonight goes which I hadn't heard anything about calling them off yet. But Travers Rest has moved over to tonight. Since Harris raced last night, Travers Rest is going to race tonight. So they just kind of flip-flopped around. At Travers Rest Speedway, we're going to have the Extreme 4 Division. That's front-wheel drive. We're also going to have Thunder Bombers, Futures, the Rookies, Pure Stock, Renegade 8, Crate Sportsman. Uh, Driver's Meeting is going to be at 7 o'clock. Hot Laps is going to be at 730 it's going to be thirty dollars to get in the pits and fifteen dollars to get in the stands. So, uh, if it stays kind of cloudy and overcast today, these racetracks are going to be awful fast tonight. Did you say Mister Wilson went to Harris last week? Went to he? No, he went to he went to Gaffney on Sunday. Okay. Uh, I think he might have went to Travers Rest on Saturday or something like that. But last night he was going to Harris. I called him up and I said. Uh, Make sure you're not going to Travers Rest. He said, no, I'm headed to Harris. I said, Harris? He said, yeah. He said, they run their regular program. They moved it to Friday night so that they can have this enduro race today. Well, I was just wondering if that little white-haired lady was following him around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's about life. But, uh... Is that, that, was that, is that your wrap-up? Is that what pr- you got? Pretty much. I got a little bit, uh, we can talk no. a little bit later on about, uh... A big show that they're going to be having over here, which uh, if if the rain holds off and uh, stuff like that, we'll be racing at uh, Cherokee Speedway tonight. Well, we got seven minutes, so go ahead. We got seven minutes. Yeah, so, uh, I'll cut you off in time. Well, uh, I'm trying to do it like my my daughter does it on this phone here. Well, I'm going to tell you something, and Joe, you, you're new here a little bit. You see how he comes in and prepares? He he prepares hard and I, I prepare pretty hard on Friday night printing all this stuff I never get to but he does his long hand on that legal that pad of his over there that notebook and when I came in he was doing it in the dark and I mean I just can't say enough about what Alan contributes to this show not only being a winner at Cherokee Speedway anytime he feels like going over there it seems like and I'm not trying to anger anybody but that's just the way it appears uh, but um well, I came yeah, in. I, I, he is so well prepared, and he worked so hard to make this a great show. And I'm telling you what, I and, and Jada too, and and everybody involved with the show. But I, but Alan's the one with a this. 
handwritten notes over here, about five pages worth that he just read off. And I tell you what, it is a great thing you do for this show, Alan, and I appreciate it. Well, I like to support our local racing. You know, everybody's talk about our local racetracks or I ain't going to say going to the wayside. We lost Myrtle Beach Speedway last week. Yeah. So uh, mm. everybody knows about Myrtle Beach. Uh, but uh, Cherokee Speedway tonight is doing everything humanly possible to get this race in. Also, they're going to have the 602 open-wheel modifieds have been added to the show tonight, along with their seven divisions weekly. From what I can understand, this is our last points race up there. So they're going to have the 604 late models there. They're going to have the super sportsman division there. They're going to have the street stock class, the 602 open-wheel modifieds, Thunder Bomber division, stock four division, Extreme 4 Division, and the Young Guns Division. And uh, this will conclude their 2020 points season. So uh, hopefully we can get that in there. The, they had their sprint cars scheduled for this, but some sprint cars had to pull all the way down from up north, and they seen what the weather was going to be. They have rescheduled them for Saturday, September 26th. So if you're planning on going over to watch the sprint cars tonight, you need to hold off to the 26th of September. They're going to try to get them in there then. I'd like to see the sprint cars. They're wing sprint cars, right? Wing sprint cars. Right. You, I, don't get me wrong. You have to push them off of a truck. They yeah. have to push trucks. And oh, stuff. yeah. And, and the last two or three times that they've been down here, the man is, the, well, the guy that drives the man's car, he comes and stands on top of our trailer. Okay. So every time he comes there, he looks at us. He says, hey. I got to stand on top of your trailer every time I come down here. We win. So I'm going to do the same thing over and over. <laughs> well, you tell him it might get crowded up there because I'd like to see him too. Well, uh, <laughs> you just come on over here uh, Saturday, September 26th. Okay. And it, it's cooling off a little bit now. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is. I know it's going to be a cool weekend, and next week's supposed to be pretty cool. And actually, uh, kind of rainy at the beginning of the week. But I tell you what, I don't care if it doesn't get back up in the 90s again. How about you, Joe? I'm. It got down to I think sixty the other morning, and I'd, it'd been hot for so long. When I came outside, it was cold. Yeah, you know, it, my body was so used to it being so hot. It boy, it was a relief. Well, when I go to my office every morning to go to work, about ten minutes to seven or so, I ha- I'd have I flip on the air conditioner because it just feels stuffy. But a couple of mornings there, I didn't. I don't think I turned it on to like ten or eleven o'clock. It was uh, it was feeling good out there. Of course, now as we. Uh, um, stray off the racing path here for just a minute. We got a lot of football this weekend, so uh, it's football weather coming. I think Clemson plays Wake Forest tonight, and there's Citadel's on uh, playing somebody, and uh, which is kind of weird, you know, because the Southern Conference canceled their season, but the Citadel's in the Com- Southern Conference, and they're playing, but I'm sure uh, um, that's something I guess they just did on their own. I don't know why people that are a lot of other schools didn't do that, that you know, are belly aching about not getting to play like Ohio State and, and that. But, you know, that's a much bigger conference. Well, it? one of the things that happened with the Southern Conference, uh, if you'll notice, it wasn't a coincidence that they didn't announce they were canceling their seasons until after the big conferences said they were only going to do conference-only games. So they, they lost that money. Again. They lost that big paycheck. But the Citadel, I, you know, I can't remember who they're playing now. I, I think maybe it's South Florida. I, I don't, I don't know for sure. I just read it. But it didn't pay that much attention to it. Alan, you got something to say there? No, uh, I was just wondering how come you was texting me last week whenever, uh, you know, you're sitting there watching my brother's race. Yes. 
And we're going to talk about it in a little we're bit. We're going to talk about that, too? Yep. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Look at all this paper. Okay. Look at all that stuff. I, I just wanted to make sure. No, no, okay. no. I, that was a good race. That was a real good and race. Likes... Did you see him when he come through it, Rick, right there at the end? Yes. Yes. That was, uh, well, we're going to talk about that. When my my man, uh, well, it's not my man. I used to pull for him all the time until he got in this series. But Montoya sort of tore up a car. And, uh, and uh, but it wasn't his fault. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we've got about a minute and a half here before we go to our break. But we're going to try to get Bobby Bennett. And um, I, I just, I hope uh, we're able to get him. I did get a text in from Nelson Crozier a little while ago that Red Farmer is battling the COVID. And since we just had him on the show a month or so ago when he got into the Hall of Fame, uh, and he sounded so healthy then, and he was for 90-something years old, and he was working on his race car to get it ready because he'd wrecked it the night before. Um, you know, we just send our thoughts and prayers out to... to uh, to Red Farmer because, you know, he's uh, probably in that group that would be very susceptible. So uh, now, um, I keep wanting to say, Nelson, Nelson, you get well too, but I'm talking about Red Farmer. And Red will uh, hopefully be able to hop up on the stage next year and, and get that blue jacket for being inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Um, we are going to come back and have, we may have finally for the first time, in a long time, enough time for me to cover everything that I printed out last night on all these different series. We got a few surprises here, uh, things that, you know, they're adding races left and right that uh, weren't on the schedule last week. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I knew that would happen with 10 seconds to go. But we're going to be right back after uh, the top tower station break. And you are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. Your home for the Dan Patrick Show weekday mornings at 9 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. This report presented by GEICO. Did you know that right now GEICO's offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's on top of what GEICO could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit GEICO.com to learn more. Tennessee Titans first-round pick Isaiah Wilson was arrested overnight on DUI charges. Wilson's an offensive lineman out of Georgia, drafted 29th overall by the Titans, who said in a statement, This is not conduct that is indicative of the character of our football team and we're working through details on how to proceed. I'll say Titans open the season at Denver on Monday Night Football. And this just coming down as we speak, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have upgraded receiver Mike Evans' status for Sunday's game against the Saints from doubtful to questionable. Evans is presently dealing with a hamstring injury. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Memories. 
business owners. Have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to Design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. From the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And we are still not having any luck getting Bobby Bennett. And I talked to him two days ago. Whenever I told you that he was set up for the show. And uh, told him about Linda Vaughn saying nice things about him. And so anyway, I'm sure there's a good explanation. But it, it's not my phone screw up this time. So <laughs> we'll figure out something. Anyway, we'll have him on one of these days. So I guess you could get to keep coming back every week, Joe, till we, till we get him on I'm, the phone. I may just have to go by his house and pick him up. Bring, and bring, bring him, him in. <laughs> and, uh, and if you uh, continue this, we'll have to get your name included on the <laughs> opening of the show. So anyway, uh, Alan, you had some news there that came in uh, uh, hot off the wire. Come in hot off the wire. Carolina Speedway up there in Gastonia. Next uh, weekend, on September 17th, 18th, and 19th, they got their street stock battle royale. It's going to pay $10,000 Holy mackerel. Yes, sir. On Thursday, September 17th, 
We're going to have a practice and $500 for fast time awarded. And then on uh, the 18th, qualifying in heat races. And then on the September 19th, we're going to have the last chance non-qualifiers. And then we're going to have that $10,000 main event. Also on there, we're going to have support divisions, which will be on uh, Thursday. Open practice for all divisions on Friday. Lightning Lake Models, Hornets, Pro Fours. Then on Saturday, we're going to bring the Extreme Fours in, Thunder Bombers, and Enduros in. Enduros are going to pay $1,000 to win, 500 for second, 300 a third. It's going to pay 250 So this Enduro, so if you got anything left over from Harris today, <laughs> all you do is pack it up and take it on up to Carolina next weekend. Hook a chain to it and drag it up there. Hook a chain to it and drag it on up there. Um, looking at the radar here, and um, actually right now, which is a long time from uh, race time in Cherokee. Cherokee County looks pretty good, but Spartanburg's getting ready to get hammered, and a lot of you listening might be getting rained on right now, but there's a pretty decent, look like band of thunderstorms uh, coming up from like Pauline or someplace. I mean, it's well into the county already, so. The way we look at it, we don't have jet dryers out there. We, we just park the water truck. Yeah, well, I, we, you know, I remember races <laughs> at the fairgrounds, and this is with the big guys, too, the the Grand Nationals, and that Joe Little John would have that truck, uh, that track so muddy. I mean, and the Weatherly would go out there in that 61 Pontiac and Richard Petty and Cotton Owens and those people, and I mean, they would be mired into the mud. And I swear, in about 20 minutes, it, they were coming through there wide open, and it was hard as a rock. Well, so it's just a matter, and I said, Daddy, how did they do that? And I'll never forget, he said, they just have to iron it out. Yep, got ironed out uh, first time. Uh, I'll never forget first time Danny went over and he went out there for a hot lap session. He come in. He said, "I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or not." I said, "Oh, it's going to get better as the night goes on." And sure <laughs> enough, it got better. <laughs> yeah, and that's what Joe Weatherly. I mean, they had that they had that year old '61 Pontiac, and it was beat up. And he pretty much drove it to the '62 championship, and they called it the Dirt Dauber. Okay, let's do some racing here, and uh, got about. Uh, 52 minutes to fill, so uh, not counting commercial time. And uh, I will from time to time. Bobby, if you're listening, um, we miss you. Call in. I'll call you when I get a chance. But it's 864-468-1400. And any of you other people out there can call in, too. Uh, Okay. The Cup Boys ran last week at Darlington in the Southern 500. We talked about it a good bit just now. Uh, That race started out with... A big penalty. I'm not sure what he did, but um, Dave Blaney, that drives the number 12 car for Penske and is in the the, the chase, did something illegal. I, I, I'm not quite sure I, what it is. It I, just I, says here, inspection penalty. I can tell you what it was. What was it? It was a five-pound bag. Oh, it was the ballast thing? Ballast thing. Okay. All it is is for, for weight purposes. Weight purposes, whenever you are weighing your car out, sometimes we'll put, don't get wrong, I'll take a two and a half gallon jug of water and I'll sit it back there because I ain't got the fuel. Yeah. And I set it up there. Well, they evidently, you know, I can, that was an awful steep penalty, 10 points. Yeah. Just for a five pound bag 
and points are hard to come by. And, and but, but you know, ballast has been getting a lot of people in trouble this well, year with well, falling out on the racetrack well, and all that, sorts of that stuff. That was a little different thing. Whenever you got a big chunk of lead falling out, now that's that should have been a big penalty right there. But a five-pound bag of whatever that evidently somebody forgot to pick it up off the mm. fuel cell or whatever, uh, I could understand just making him start to rear the field or something like that. But uh, ten points to start with. Right off the bat, you only got four races in this chase. Yep. That's, uh, in this first bunch before they cut, bunch. Cut, yep. cut it down. Well, it did hurt him, but uh, as I said, uh, as far as I'm concerned, my man Chase Elliott gave it away and uh, sort of took out Truex with him. Sorry, Ronnie. So, but having a great finish, uh, well, of course, Kevin Harvick won it, but a great finish there, and he was actually closing the gap to less than half a second was Austin Dillon in the three car. So Austin had a real, you know, he won a couple of weeks ago. Where was that? At Texas. So he's uh, off to a real good start in this uh, this first segment of the uh, of the actual playoffs. Joey Logano was third. Eric Jones, who was busting a gut to do good so we can get him a good ride next year since he's been ousted, was fourth. William Byron, who slipped in at Daytona to get into the chase, had a good race in fifth. Alex Bowman in another Penske car was sixth. Kyle Busch was out there riding around. He didn't make much noise, but he had a seventh-place finish. Kurt Busch's brother was eighth, and he, he ran up front for a little bit. Eric Almarola was ninth. Clint Boyer was tenth. Then came Keselowski, Custer, Hamlin, Kenseth, and Ryan Newman. Uh... The points after the first race of the chase, Kevin Harvick is out front. He's got a 19-point lead over Hamlin. Logano was third, 46 points behind. And these points are pretty hard to come by unless you can start winning some segments. And all of these guys are real good at winning and placing high-end segments. Uh, Keselowski's fourth. Bowman is fifth. Truex sixth. Chase Elliott screwed up. He's 61 points back in seventh. Austin Dillon improved a great deal. He is in eighth. William Byron, ninth. Kyle Busch, tenth. Kurt Busch, eleventh. Um, Clint Boyer, twelfth. And then you've got, um, uh, he's actually tied with Eric Almarola. Cole Custer is fourteenth. Ryan Blaney and Matt DiBenedetto are tied 90 points behind in fifteenth place. So uh, those last four. Almarola, Custer, Blaney, and Di Benedetto are on the bubble, and they uh, they need to pick it up a notch and watch that inspection because it sure will mess you up. I want to say just uh, well look, before I do this, they're at Richmond tonight, and the lineup. Guess who's on the pole? Kevin Harvey. Wow. And I don't know if they they they've got a formula here that is so convoluted. I don't know how in the world, and I, I'm just going to read a little of it to let you know how they pick the lineup, how, how they pick the starters. And it says here, an example of how the math works. And here's how Harvick gets to start first. Uh, he was first in the last race, so he gets one times a half is the first owner in points, 1.3.5, and his most recent fastest lap ranked in sixth in the field, so he gets six times .15. And then uh, Logano, and so it's it's a crazy wild um, formula to pick the starting lineup. 
But anyway, so Harvick is on the pole. Joey Logano is second. Austin Dillon has got a good start in third. Alex Bowman is fourth. William Byron is fifth. Uh, Kyle Busch is sixth. Denny Hamlin, seventh. Kurt Busch is eighth. Brad Keselowski, ninth. And Eric Almarola starts tenth. My man, Chase Elliott, is starting twelfth. Um, do we have all our picks in over there? Jada's going to go with Hamlin. Oh, you know she will at Richmond. <laughs> well, you gave her somebody else one week, and he won. So I got I got to ask. And uh, uh, who else we got? That's it. Okay. So we got. I got. Okay. Well, let's do the points. Our points. And um, Alan, you got five wins. No, Nelson's got five. Um, kind of hard to read over there. Um, Jada's got three. Jada's got three. I've got three. Alan's got three. Did Lance. you give yourself one for winning? Last week, yeah. That's the uh, three's counting that one? Yeah. Not going to shortchange yourself. Uh, Lanny's got one, and uh, Greg and Ronnie are still hoping to get the first one, and they got good guys that just can't win. So uh, I want to make one last comment about Darlington. I saw some really cool paint jobs, um, and I should have been taking notes. They had one in the truck race. Uh, they had a Bobby Allison Miller paint job on that number 23. Uh, they had a, whoever drove number 26, Tyler Ankrum, I think, was painted up like Junior Johnson's 65, 66 Ford, that, that yellow with the red and black 26s on it. Looked exactly like a car that he drove uh, sitting on the pole at the fairgrounds in 1965 that I got a picture of at home. Um, it was just, I mean, a real throwback. And Jeremy Clement's car that, do you have any new word on us being on that car or anything there, uh, Joe? Well, that's why I was going to have Ryan on today, and that was informed that he is at the lake. So um, there is new news, but I can't announce it yet. Okay, um, but but, but we're, something's boiling under the surface. Yes. Okay, well, maybe we can announce that next week. Alan? Did you see Austin Dillon with the three of Junior Johnson? Yes, that was and, a good-looking car. And I, I'd leave it on there because he run. <laughs> He's second with it. <laughs> And I remember seeing that car running at the and fairgrounds. I believe, I believe if he'd have drove him last five laps the way he did the very last yeah. lap, he might have come up and won that race. Yeah, he was coming hard. He, he and that was coming was a, hard, and Harvick that, wouldn't get around third and fourth turn. That's right. And he that was that uh, throwback on that uh, Holly Farms 63 Chevrolet, which was a hot car. I'm telling you what, Ford, they said Ford spent millions of dollars trying to catch that thing. And if it held again, it did win a couple of times that year. And there was one more. Now, who was, let me see who was driving number 50, number 15. Because I don't know if you noticed him or not, but he had a Bud Moore paint job. He had Ricky Rudd's number 15 paint job motorcraft from back about, that was Brennan Poole from back about 1985, I would say, with the, with the 15s at a slant and everything. But it was, he didn't get mentioned. I don't even know if they showed it close up or anything, but that was definitely the uh, uh, Bud Moore paint scheme. Getting back to Jeremy Clements, I don't know if you saw a picture of his car or not, uh, but it had Fox Sports Spartanburg sticker on the rear quarter panel, a little, you know, about the size of maybe the one that was on your car at Cherokee that time. It might have been a little bigger, but we did have a presence. But it was a black car with white 51s, but on the side of it, he had these black and white photos of South Carolina race drivers, which was really cool. And he had Buck Baker, who was born in South Carolina, lived a lot of his time in Spartanburg, 
right down the street from me, as a matter of fact. He lived between me and Bud Moore. Um, Pearson, of course. Kale Yarborough, of course. I don't think Leroy Yarborough was on there, but Sam Ard was on there. And I don't know Sam had any connection to South Carolina. I mean, I, I'm not sure about how he was on there. But anyway, uh, it was a good-looking car. And so let's go right now and talk about the Xfinity because for like the third week in a row, Jeremy Clemens had a great chance to close the gap on uh, the brown kid that he's, that he's trying to catch. And he, at one point there, you know, at Daytona, Brown, is it Brandon Brown? He uh, He crashed. And for about five laps, Jeremy had picked up 16 points on him. And Jeremy, I swear, as soon as they threw the green flag, Allgaier took him out. So, similar thing happened at Darlington. And I, it's just he's just having terrible luck. This uh, Every time it looks like Brown's having trouble, uh, and and he's going to catch up a whole bunch. Brandon Brown is going to catch up a whole bunch of points on him. Something happens to Jeremy. So, he couldn't do it. So, the Xfinity race was uh, at Darlington, the Sport Clips Haircuts VFW 200 was won by Brandon Jones. Ross Chastain was second. Ryan Sieg was third. Riley Herbst fourth. And Denny Hamlin was fifth. They had some pretty good uh, throwback paint jobs, but uh, nothing's really striking me. I thought the trucks had probably the best ones um, other than the one Jeremy Clements had. But Jeremy had a, an abysmal 32nd place finish, the last car running. Um, so that didn't help him at all. He is, after that race, he was 45 points behind Brandon Brown. So last night, they ran the first of two in a row at Richmond. They ran last night. They run at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And after Richmond, they've got, uh, I've got it right here on my phone, I do believe. Um, no, it's not there. They've got Richmond and... Uh, and Bristol. They've got the race today at Richmond and Bristol next week, and then their playoffs begin. So he's got two chances to gain a whole bunch of points. It's going to have to take a, a miracle. But they ran last night at Richmond, and Justin Allgaier won it. Uh, Justin Haley was second. Kyle Busch was third and really didn't... He didn't even do much in that race. He's just... Not having much luck right now. He's not having much luck. And, uh, I mean, he drove all the way up through there and got all the way up there. But he couldn't. They, they started passing him back. As soon as I saw him in the race, I said they're racing for second. But didn't turn out that way. Yep. All guy didn't, didn't go for it. Ross Chastain, uh, Austin Cendrick, who's been dominating that series in Roger Penske's car, was fourth. Ross Chastain was fifth. Brett Moffitt, sixth. And they were bragging about him a lot last night. Uh, he's doing so well in the trucks. Well, did you notice that uh, Justin Allgaier's car was actually blue last night? And yep. he's talking about today that it would be red. Because he has to go back to Brant. And those guys had to work all night <laughs> to change the paint job. Or right, I guess that's a wrap, right? That's a wrap. You have to take off the old wrap? I don't know. Can you wrap else. over a wrap? I'll probably just wrap over a wrap. Well, find out for us. Okay. You got a week. All right. <laughs> uh, Michael Annette was seventh. Noah Cracks in eighth. Kaz Grayla. Gralla, whatever it is, he was ninth, and Her Riley Herbst was tenth. Jeremy did finish seventeenth and got one stage point. He finished tenth at the end of the first stage. Uh, I believe it was the first one, yes. And um, so he got an extra point for that. 
In other words, if he'd have finished fifth, he'd got five extra points. So that's he, he's got to win one of these last two races or get some stage points. It was kind of encouraging last night. Uh, Brandon Brown against, gets hits a couple, gets hit a couple of times, and his tires start smoking, but he, it never it never seems to do him in completely. But he finished right behind Jeremy, uh, two laps behind. Jeremy was a one lap behind. So as it shakes out right now, he only gained two points last night, and Jeremy is 43 points behind with two races to go. That is a tall hill to climb, mm-hmm. but he can do it. So... All right, we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to try Bobby Bennett again during the commercial. But we, uh, we're going to see if we can uh, get him on here the best we can. Otherwise, I still got a couple of reams of paper to talk about, including the WeatherTech Sports Car Series. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. Windows down or AC on. Either way, there's no better way to beat the heat than with ice cold favorites from McDonald's. Now get a large Minute Maid slushie for $2 in sweet flavors fruit punch, blue raspberry, or new pink lemonade. Or get a refreshingly bold McCafe iced coffee, any size for $1.69. To beat the heat, there's nothing sweeter than an icy treat. It's not just a drink, it's a McDonald's drink. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Open Mike Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. Hi, is anyone there? How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM.
let that one play a little bit. That's one of my all-time favorite songs. Oh, yeah. That's probably what they're singing over at Cherokee with the 25T well, on the way. Well, whenever... It's a bad moon rising. Well, whenever I look over there in the second <laughs> turn, I see it full moon rising. Yeah. I look up at my daughter, Jada, and I said, oh, no. <laughs> I said, something about full moon, these drivers, I don't know if it... You know, they say the gravity pull of their head or something like that. <laughs> it has it has done some uh, something about some what? weird things. I, I guess one of the most famous was that uh, that race at Charlotte that time when Earnhardt and Kyle Petty and all of them got together and yep. and uh, Davy Allison. That was a heck of a heck of, heck of a night. We just got a little bit of Ryan Clary's walking around here, and he just gave us a little bit of a insight about the Jeremy's. Clement sponsorship, and uh, I guess it's going to look more prominent next week at Bristol. And uh, and you said that too, and it's going to be like over the the rear wheel on the quarter panel. So we'll see what that looks like, and hopefully, maybe we can get more details about it next week. Well, the no, that's it. That's everything. <laughs> that's <all laughs> Ryan said that's it. That's all you got at all. <laughs> okay, but it'd be um, probably difficult for that thing to hit the airwaves given it's a, a Fox logo and it's on NBC so hopefully we'll we'll have that sticker on it for the first half of next season. Well that would be great if it wins though they're going to have to show it dadgummit. <laughs> he needs to win. And, but if it's on for the rest of the year even if he doesn't make the chase and it's, it's a long shot he uh, he's got some good tracks coming up. He could still Bristol is a good track for him and I think he'll do good at the Roval so, and hopefully he'll do good tonight. So anyway, let me move along here. Uh, did you have something you wanted to say there? No, not right off. Uh, well, my nephew, uh, he, uh, best friend, got a picture this morning. He's up in Pennsylvania. He does motorcycle racing. That was a good picture. Yes, it was. We need uh, to get him on the show. Epstein Motorcycles, Yamaha sponsors them, big tractor and trailer, big tent, stuff like that. They do that AMA flat tracking and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a chief mechanic there and uh, best friend. Picked up a win last night. Good. Congratulations to him. Anytime a car even remotely associated with Alan Hill wins a race, they messed around and did it. Well, uh, <laughs> he, come, he, come down, he come down to Cherokee one time last year, and he was on one of these motorcycles. I don't forget now what this thing was. And he left there about 12, 30, 1 o'clock. I said, you driving that all the way back to North Worksboro? He said, yeah. <laughs> he said, it won't take long. I bet it didn't either. I bet it didn't. Okay. The trucks ran last night. Didn't uh, actually know they were running last night. But I will back up a week and say at Darlington, um, like I said, they had some really cool paint jobs, I thought. Ben Rhodes won the the race. Derek Krause was second. Austin Hill third. Grant Enfinger fourth. Christian Eckes fifth. And um, looking down the line here, uh, Tyler Ankrum did drive that number 26. It looked like Junior Johnson's uh, 66 Ford, 65 Ford. Uh, Brett Moffat was in the number 23. That was the, uh, looked like uh, Bobby Allison's uh, old Xfinity car. I guess it was a Bush car back then. And there was some others. And I mentioned uh, that I actually thought the truck's, Probably had the best throwbacks. I could be wrong. Anyway, they ran last Thursday night at Richmond. Snuck up on me. Didn't realize they were running it. But they did. And Grant Enfinger picked up his first win of the year. Matt Crafton was second. Ben Rhodes, the Darlington winner, was third. 
Brett Moffitt was fourth, and that's why they're raving about him because he's doing well in Xfinity, too, in a car with no riding on it whatsoever other than a 0-2. He was mixing it up with the leaders last night, and he got a lot of airtime. Uh, Tyler Ankrum was fifth. Cody Rohrbach, sixth. David Reagan, seventh. Austin Hill, eighth. Timmy Hill, ninth. And Stuart Friesen, tenth. Let me back up to Darlington a second. Did you notice who was in the race at Darlington? I didn't print the whole thing here. Uh, now I wish I had. Um, Greg Biffle was in the race at Darlington. And I think he's threatening to come back in some way and do a little more racing. And uh, seems like there was one more guy. Let me see if he raced Saturday, uh, Thursday night. Oh, Trevor Bain, Daytona 500 winner who... Uh, Drove for the Wood Brothers and got sick and sort of faded away. So maybe he's trying to make a little comeback. He finished 29th in the truck race last uh, Thursday night. So the trucks are, that was their last race before the playoffs. So they are now in the playoffs. And um, they will go into the playoffs. The top five will be Sheldon Creed with a four-point lead over Zane Smith and Austin Hill, and Brett Moffitt is fifth, 11 points behind. I'm sorry, Grant Enfinger is fourth, seven points behind, and Brett Moffitt is fifth, 11 points behind. So the trucks are into their playoffs. Uh, Indianapolis. Now here's a... No, let me do ARCA. Remember, I've been belly aching for a couple of weeks. They canceled their dirt track race. Well, it's back. It's going to be on October the 4th, in Springfield on the mild dirt. And um, it's the Illinois Truck and Equipment Alan Crow 100. Alan Crow was an IndyCar driver, sprint car driver that got killed there back in the 60s. I got to add a personal thing here. Um, Joe called me last Saturday night from the Spartanburg Country Club bar and lounge and uh, with his brother. And I said, Joe, I can't talk right now. I'm watching the Kentucky Derby and my TV goes out. They say, they, they ring the bell and the horses come out of the gate and half my TV goes out. And I say, this is not good for NBC. I couldn't imagine, because I thought these new TVs were indestructible. I mean, I, I, they are disposable, I found out. Because my daughter says, Why don't, well, when I found out it was the TV, because all the rest of them in the house were working. And then I turned it off and unplugged it and plugged it back in, trying to reboot it and got nothing. And I said, well, you know, I got racing coming up. And a Saturday night with me and Jim Beam to watch some old movies and stuff. So I had to beat it to Walmart and buy a new television. I bought a big one. But uh, that was my Saturday night last night. Me and my wife hanging that thing up. And we hung it too high, but that's okay. But I apologize, Joe, if I cut you off short. But I was in a panic mode. I could see uh, watching the Darlington race sitting on my bed on a little bitty TV or something. or And that, that wouldn't do. So uh, I did get a new TV. So... Anyway, how what made me remember that? Guess what came with it? Mav TV. I start going through the thing and looking at, and I got all the old TV I had, which was I thought it was pretty new. I guess it was about five years old. My daughter Hannah subscribes to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Well, there was something wrong. You couldn't get Disney Plus on this TV because of the licensing agreement or something. I don't know, but I've had geniuses come in there trying to get uh, Disney. So anyway, I go looking around. This thing's got Disney Plus. It's got Mav TV, and all you got to do is click on it and watch it. So I'm going to be watching maybe a little ARCA racing and whatever else they got. But they will be at Springfield on the dirt on 
October the 4th, and I think that's great. Uh, today, they're in Toledo for the Royal Truck and Trailer 200. And I'm not sure. I know that's a paved track. I think it's a half mile. Uh, they ran September 5th. That was the last Saturday night at Lebanon, Missouri. And uh, Zinzer Smart Coat 200. That must be paint or something. Sam Mayer won it. He's been winning, winning a lot of them uh, lately. I think that's maybe three out of four. Um, no, it's about three out of six. But anyway, he's come from out of nowhere and become real good. Brett Holmes was second. Taylor Gray third. Ty Gibbs fourth, who is Joe Gibbs' grandson. And Hallie Deegan, the female, was fifth. So we'll cut it off right there and say that... Uh, the point standings in ARCA, Michael Self is first, Brett Holmes second, Hallie Deegan is third, fourth, Drew Dollar, her buddy, took each other out a couple of times, I think, is fifth, and Thad Moffitt is sixth. That's uh, the third different series we got him in right now. ARCA, Trucks, and Xfinity, and Ty Gibbs was sixth. Uh, got a cough. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Now, Indy. Here's another surprise. They ran at Gateway on August the 30th and had the month off until they ran a doubleheader on the road course back at Indianapolis. Well, guess what? They got a doubleheader this weekend that they stuck in there out of nowhere. And this was not on the schedule last week or not on my schedule. But today at 4.30 on NBCSN there at Mid-Ohio to run an IndyCar race, and then they're going to do it again tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Uh, it's an IndyCar doubleheader, two more races added to the schedule, so now they've got five races left. They haven't run since Gateway, so the standings hadn't changed at all. Scott Dixon is first, Joseph Newgarden second, Patricio O'Ward third, Takuma Sato is fourth, the Indianapolis 500 winner, and Colton Herta is fifth. Simon Pagino sixth, Graham Rahal seventh, Will Power eighth, Santino Ferrucci, I love that name, but he's uh, he's from Connecticut, born and raised, is ninth, and Felix Rosenquist is tenth. So IndyCar's back in action today, and I will go over that uh, TV schedule. Formula One, very interesting race last week at Monza, which is about as famous a venue as you can get, along with, I guess, uh, um, Monaco, where they didn't race this year. They had a surprise winner, and being the home track for Ferrari, Ferrari could not possibly have done any worse. They just had a grinding. Well, Sebastian Vettel uh, retired right off the bat. He made it six laps in his Ferrari, and then uh, Charles Leclerc, who's been doing pretty well this year, had a violent crash uh, in his Ferrari on the 23rd lap of this 53-lap race. So... All the Italians, uh, Smokey Unick used to call them, uh, hanging out of the trees and off the billboards and everything, didn't have much to cheer about. The winner in a Honda was Pierre Gasly, winning his first Formula One race, which was great. Nice to see a surprise in Formula One every once in a while and at a big track like Monza, big famous fast one. Carlos Sainz was second and McLaren. They've been on, down on their luck for quite a while. And the other guy up on the podium for the first time ever was Lance Stroll for BWT Racing. I never heard of him. It's a Mercedes 
by the way, McLaren runs Renaults, and Gasly was in a Honda. But uh, so that was your that was your podium. Gasly, Sainz, and Stroll. Lando Norris and another McLaren was fourth, and Valtteri Bottas was the leading Mar- uh, Mercedes, finishing fifth. What happened to Lewis Hamilton? Well, Lewis finished seventh on the lead lap, but a very uncharacteristic. I mean, he wins every week. So, and the uh, the leading American car, French driver Romain Grosjean, who usually is uh, very close to the rear of the pack, finished twelfth. You got to get in the top ten to get a point, but that's the closest he's been to the top ten in quite a while. Formula One points look like Lewis Hamilton has a forty-seven point lead on his teammate Valtteri Bottas. Max Verstappen is third. Lance Stroll bolted up in there in the fourth, and Lando Norris is fifth. So uh, they will be running this weekend on the other side of Italy in the Tuscany Ferrari Grand Prix, and that's in Tuscany, Italy. Not sure how far that is from Monza, but it can't be too far. And uh, should I just take a chance and see who this is on the phone? Let's, let's, I would. Let's gamble here. Uh, see what happens. Start your engines. Hello? Start your engines. Hey, Perry, it's Ryan Delaney. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. I was just coming back into town and got a little bit of a signal. We were we were out, but the weather was looking a little iffy, so we we're headed back in town. So I thought I'd call and check in with you guys. Well, great to have you on the show. You would call in right on top when we're scheduled for a station break, but I tell you what, I'll back it up a few I, minutes. You're, uh, I told your brother I can, this morning I thought you were a myth because we haven't been able to meet yet. Yeah, I know. We've kind of been missing each other. I can hold through the break if you want, but uh, whatever you want to do. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me get it out of the way, and we'll just we'll have plenty of time to talk, okay? That'll be fine. Okay, you stay right there. Let's get this break out of the way. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? 
I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up. Place an order online or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the Twice the Ice location near you, visit SpartanburgWater.org slash ice. So, what if you're walking out to your car after work today and it's been mashed by a runaway garbage truck? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. Having your own State Farm agent means having a real person there to help you when things go wrong. So when accidents happen, you've got someone you know who will be there when you need them. Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg is that State Farm agent. Cliff's got your back when things go wrong. Call Cliff Gobert on East Main Street today, 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google, where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Well, we actually had two good songs in a row there uh, coming back from break. Are you still with us, Ryan? Yep, I'm here. We got Ryan Delaney here, who just happens to own this station. He's letting me talk on this morning, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, sure. I wanted to catch up with you guys because I know we've been working on some uh, racing related stuff and some sponsorships that we're continuing to work on. So I know you guys will get pretty much as not a whole lot of other details. I know you're interested in the Clement sponsorship, which we're going to do three. Currently going to do three races. We're going to do Bristol, Charlotte, and Talladega. Um, and we were on the car in a, a smaller spot at Darlington. We're actually we're on the deck lid too, but that was also a little small spot at Darlington. But we were able to get on that kind of last minute. It came together kind of at the last minute for Darlington. But and we're going over next week to Clement's shop and got a few other things that we're going to try to put together. But we're just as of right now, we got a three race deal with them, um, and we're hoping to do more. Um, we want to try to get on to push him over the top to get him in the playoffs, but 
we got a couple races left to get that done being this afternoon in Bristol, so it sure would be nice to see him clinch a spot with us on the car at Bristol. But So we're doing that, and we're talking about some other things and um, worked with the folks on Clements Racing on the business side, putting some different things together. But the only thing that we really got solidified was, was that three-race package. But we're looking towards next year and some other things, if we can put it together. But uh, So we're excited about it. Well, I'm excited about it, too, and you really got my attention because uh... – I mean, this is this is like a dream thing as far as I'm concerned to have the the racing um, on a race car. The you know the the, the station and um, and of course with our Saturday morning racing show, it's, uh, it means a lot to us. And we have Jeremy on all the time, and we go to great lengths every week. Um, ever since I started doing the show, to to tell exactly what Jeremy's done and where and where he stands and what he needs to do, and I tell you what, if you've ever seen a picture of Mount Everest, that's what he's got to climb in the next two races because he's forty three points behind. And uh, of course, the easy thing to do would be win one, and um, that, that's sure. not out of the question. He ran pretty decent last night, but Bristol is a good track for him, and I, I could see him winning there and slipping in just like William Byron did at Daytona in the big cars but uh um yeah we we hope that he could get there you know the big thing for us is that you know we obviously want to support any and everything as, as it relates to local sports and particularly local racing is a good fit for us i mean we think it's a good opportunity for us to get some exposure and help the local team out a little bit and they're going to do some things to help us out so um been in the works for a little while we would like to have been able to do something sooner but um uh, we kind of got the ball rolling on it so hopefully it'll help him you know, every little bit he can get as far as support is obviously appreciated. So, and we know you guys do a good job of covering them, and that just kind of expands our exposure even more. If we can be involved with them formally as well as just keeping everybody up to date on what he's got going on locally, that's, that's a pretty big deal. It is a big deal, and um, uh, he has been getting some extra airtime here lately. We were just tossing it about. I don't know how. How tight NBC will zoom in on the Fox decal, but uh, it's uh, right. he has been getting a lot of coverage with uh, the bubble thing. And I tell you, I mean, if you've been watching the races or following it, or, or you know, he has had such lousy luck. He'll be in a position halfway through the race to gain sixteen or twenty points, and then a lap later, somebody takes him out or something bad happens, and he's just he uh, and he, he had some lousy races at the start. So you know. Yeah, it, 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 we, he, uh, he's just on the edge of, of being there. That's why we, you know, we wanted to support him anyway, but we kind of, you know, kind of sped the timeline up a little bit because, you know, realistically, we know, hey, you know, we need to get him in the playoffs. But in the end, those guys that are in 12th and 13th, I mean, they're having them, they're covering them almost as much as they do the leaders at times. So from a business standpoint, like, hey, let's go ahead and get on the car. And told him not to clinch the playoffs until like the last couple <laughs> laps in Bristol. Well, <laughs> you may get your wish. <laughs> well, that's the plan, you know. But as far as racing goes, you have a plan, you know, until you get hit in the rear, rear quarter panel. But we're going to go with it. Well, I tell you what, we're real excited about it here. And Greg's not here today, but, uh, you know, he is like from the foremost, uh, along with, I guess, the Pearsons and the Owenses and the Hills, uh, the big racing families here in Spartanburg, and, and Greg's excited, oh, yeah. and we're all excited about it, and uh, we appreciate all that you and uh, and Ryan Clary are trying to do for Clements and the radio station. Yeah, yeah, well, we're we're excited about it, and I got a little bit of history with those, with that Moore gang in various different ways, so I've, um, I bet you can't tell all of it. 
sell some of it, but not all of it. You, you know, know, when you first called in and you said, this is Ryan Clary, I had to look oh, over at Joe to see if he was on the phone or something. Y'all sound just alike. I thought he was a gag or something. So, uh, But his, his lips weren't moving, so I, I knew I had the real man. Yeah, yeah, we do sound a lot alike, but uh, it's a, it's exciting time. So we appreciate everything that, that you and your whole crew there on the Start the Engine show do. I listen as much as I can, and I really enjoy it being being a race fan. Well, it's, um, it's like I told Joe. You know, we like each other. We're all pals. We're all friends. I like Greg. Alan Hill has added more to this show than any one person I can I can name. All the research he does yeah, on this local great. stuff and... Then he goes over to Gaffney when he gets off the air and kicks everybody's butt and uh, brings home the gold, and uh, and then decides oh, not to go for a couple of weeks. So uh, you know that's my kind of racer, pick and choose and win. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Take a win when you can get it. Well, he gets them every time he goes out, just coverage. about. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, Ryan, I'm gonna let you go because I got a couple of things I want to cover here. But uh, okay, you feel free to call in since you own the place. <laughs> Yeah, I will. I appreciate you answering the phone. I was like, I don't know if they're going to hang up on me or not answer, but I'll just wait and see. As far as I know, we don't have a delay, and I don't know, you know, who's on the other end. So I I looked at the boys, and I said, do I answer it or not? And Alan said, go ahead and answer it. So (laughs) what the heck, you know, it turned out to be a a great phone call. And thank you so much for calling in and all that you do for WSPG AM and FM and, uh, and start your engines. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Perry. That's Ryan Delaney, and uh, <laughs> it was an uns- unexpected surprise and a very pleasant one, too. All right, I got eight minutes. I want to cover a couple of things, uh, and I'll do real quick on this one. They did run Pikes Peak a couple of weeks ago uh, on August the 30th. You know, we did a lot on Pikes Peak last year, and... Um, Paul Dallenbach, who we had as a guest on the show and a fantastic guest, missed winning by half a second and um, in his own car. And um, David Donner was third, but Clint Valschult was the winner in 9 minutes 35 seconds of the, of the 2020 Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. They didn't have any spectators. And what I found interesting, I went back because, you know, I made a big deal last year and I'm still kind of amazed that the record holder at Pikes Peak is an electric Volkswagen. Well, it didn't show up uh, for the second year in a row and it still holds the track record almost two and a half minutes faster than a piston engine car. So, not only is it quiet, but it's fast, but uh, they're keeping it in Germany, thank goodness, so the so the, the piston reciprocating boys can... Uh, Climb to the clouds. Well, you know, we used to have one up here at Chimney Rock. Oh, yeah. And uh, John Finger over in Greenville used to win the thing about every year. Yes, he did. Okay. And, and I see now he's up here in Mantle's building. Who's that? Roger Mantle. You oh, really? Oh, I know Roger. I, I we, see, we need to have Roger on the show. And but. I see John Finger on the side of it, tractor and trailer up there beside well, in, his, in his building. You know, when we did the Bud Moore book signing at, uh, right, right after the book came out at the Sugar and Spice, um, John Finger owns the last car that ever won a race for Bud Moore. Didn't have a motor in it, but it was the Thunderbird number Motocraft Thunderbird number fifteen that he won in Sonoma with uh, Jeff Bodine. He's got that car and he brought it over to the Sugar and Spice, and we had a good old time. John Finger's a great man. Now, finally, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. They ran last week at Road Atlanta, and I tell you what, it was a really, really good race. 
Yes, it was. Uh, brother's car kind of got a little, uh, I'll say a penalty. Did you see the penalty that they got down yeah, there? Yeah. I, I couldn't really see that. Well, I remember texting you and I said, that was a jip. I, <laughs> I can't even remember what it was, but it was, well, uh, he, he got he, robbed. He dove off in the corner and this, it looked like this other boy just turned right into the side of him. That's and, right. It was rough driving or some garbage. It was rough garbage. driving. I mean, that's, uh, but uh, penalized him, had to go back to about seventh or eighth, but uh, then he got lucky right there at the end. Well, he they, went right through that bad wreck. They come down the hill and uh, have I already told my Road Atlanta story this year? No. All right, let me tell it real quick. First time I ever went to Road Atlanta it was about 1971 to a Can-Am race when uh, Jackie Stewart and Dennis Hallman, all those guys, George Fulmer, I got lost. And uh, there weren't as many roads as there was then, and I'd never been there before. And I pulled up to this country store, and this old guy sitting there is just like on a almost, not quite deliverance, but about that bad. You know, a screen door with Marita bread on it and all that stuff. And I said, excuse me, sir. I got out and I said, excuse me, sir, can you tell me how to get to road Atlanta? He spit this big old chaw out, out of his mouth off the porch and looked at me and he said, well, hell, boy, that's the road to Atlanta right there. And I said, thank you very much. And then I heard the banjos playing and I laid rubber getting out of that parking lot. Okay, road to Atlanta, well, it was a good race and... Uh, uh, Helio Castroneves won it, but what you were talking about, they've got a long downhill S's. It goes downhill and then uphill, and that's where we used to sit. And some guy in a, might have been a Lamborghini or some whatever it was, he lost it coming through there and cut across the grass. And when he came out on the other side where the racetrack was, it, the, the spot where he entered the track was occupied by the Penske Acura of Juan Pablo Montoya. And he hit him, and they tore him. And then he hit him again. Um, he hit him twice, and just tore that thing all to pieces. Could have been a, could have been a lot worse. But you know, um, driving the, uh, you had three people in that car, and I, I don't remember which one was in it at the time. I think Durrani was, but you got Felipe Nasser, Pipo Durrani, and Felipe A. Albuquerque driving the wheeling uh, Cadillac of your brothers, and uh, they ended up finishing third, which was great. Yeah, my brother texted me. He said, rather be lucky than good any day. Well, they were. Well, I don't know. They were good at Sebring because they, they, oh, yeah. they opened up a can. But uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship standings right now. People to Ronnie. Well, I started the top. Ryan Briscoe is first. Ringer Vanderzandy is second. Wow Barbosa is third. Sebastian Borde is fourth. And Pipo Durrani, your brother's driver from Brazil, has moved up to fifth. Looking on down the line here, uh, Castor Nevis is 11th, Montoya is 12th, and Felipe Nasser is 15th. But you got to remember, he missed a race with the coronavirus that your brother cured him with a jar of moonshine. So uh, <laughs> we thank you for that, Mike, and I may need one of those myself. In fact, from uh, maybe you ought to send one over to uh, Red Farmer because Red's uh, battling that right now. So real quick. I know it sounds real professional to wrinkle all, all these papers in the microphone. Today on TV at 2 o'clock on NBCSN is the second Xfinity race. Come on, Jeremy. I mean, you need to get about 20 or 30 points in this one. I don't know how you're going to do it, but just just do it. At 5 o'clock, from 5 to 6.30, is the first IndyCar race from Mid Ohio. Also NBCSN, you don't even have to get off the couch. Just Just... Just keep watching. 
And after the Xfinity pre-race is over or post-race is over, the, the Indy cars will pop up. And then after the IndyCar post-race is over at 7.30, you got the NASCAR Cup from on NBCSN from Richmond. And then, uh, so that's just to sit on the couch about 2 o'clock and get up at midnight. And you'll see three great races. Um, tomorrow, Formula One at 9.05. And that's uh, Tuscany at the Mugello Circuit in Italy. Uh, and then at 1 o'clock is the uh, second IndyCar race from... And that's on, excuse me, the Formula One's on ESPSN, of course, uh, uh, ESPN2, ESPN2. They uh, had the surprise podium last week, so they are getting a little bit of different winners, and they're still in Italy. And uh, and then at 1 o'clock is the IndyCars from Mid-Ohio. I got everything in with one minute to to go. Well, we still got the 12 hours of hairs. <laughs> hours. And I don't know about these names of these boys up there. They might not be as special as your name. Well, but, you uh, don't think there's any <laughs> Dippo Durantes up there? No, there might be a Jesse Rocket or something <laughs> like that. Uh, I can't wait to hear about it. Joe, thanks for coming in again. I sure. don't know what happened to Bobby Bennett. I'll reach out for him this week and see what's what and try it again, I hope. We'll just keep trying. We'll get him eventually. Uh, he's got a good story to tell. So, uh, uh, looks like it might be kind of wet out there. If it is, stay dry. I'd maybe call the track or go to their website or something to see if they're running. Um, good luck to you going to Gaffney. You're going to Gaffney, right? We're going to Gaffney. All right. Make sure Mr. Wilson knows to go to Gaffney. Fix me go drop that distributor in. I'll regate on top dead center. Real quick, Lanny McKinney, thank you for everything you do. I almost uh, left you out with five seconds to go. Lanny McKinney is our man behind the scenes, and thank you so much. And Natalie, we're not coming. See you next week. Uh, appreciate all the guests that we had, which was one, Ryan Delaney. So keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox your home for the herd with Colin Cowherd weekdays at noon is Fox Sports 1400 WSBG Spartanburg now on FM at